0: It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Plynn, the latest on programs and policies, helpful hints and a bit of occasional nonsense, all in more or less plain English. Podcast number 833 for the 26th of May, 2023. This week, instead of massive home stereo systems, most of us now listen to music on our computers. Adding a software equalizer can improve sound even on less than perfect sound systems. In short circuits, Photoshop camera is free and it may be the best way to have fun with the camera that's in your smartphone, but it's not compatible with every device. Meta has agreed to a $725 million settlement to end a class action suit. Any U.S. citizen who has used Facebook in the past 16 years could get a piece of it, but it'll be a small piece. And 20 years ago, only on the website, in 2003, a company named Webshots offered a way to put photos on phones. The company is still around, and it has expanded a bit. As we've digitized music, computers have replaced specialized audio systems. Adding a graphic equalizer can improve sound quality, but the equalizer no longer needs to be a large electronic component. And it might even be free. I remember sitting in my apartment's living room around 1968 in Fort Wayne. I had just upgraded the stylus in my mid-range turntable. The amplifier and the speakers were also mid-range. When I played a new record, I thought I could hear a pianist's fingers on the keys. I probably couldn't, because the recording engineer would have placed the microphones to capture the sound of the piano, not the musician's fingers, so I was probably just wishful thinking on my part. In those days, the goal was always to obtain the best sound affordable. That meant big speakers, hefty amplifiers, a preamp, an equalizer with 10 or maybe 16, possibly 24 bands. Then the objective changed. We wanted portability, cassettes for cars. Eight-track players never really interested me. We wanted as much music as possible with us at all times. Maybe you had a case that held 30 cassettes or more. Sony made it possible to carry even more music. And then we bought iPods. Today, I have a thumb drive with 100 or more albums in the car. Along the way, sound quality became less important than quantity and portability. But quality and portability are both important to many listeners today. How many people have sound systems at home now? Many, and maybe most of us, use our computers to play streaming audio, downloaded music, and albums that we've digitized from old records, or converted from CDs. The music lives in files on our computers. I was listening to WQXR in New York City while preparing this article. The station's streaming signal runs at 128 kilobits per second, which is usually good enough, but some classical stations stream at 320 kilobits per second. Listen to the University of Nebraska's KVNO and you'll hear the difference. Ohio State University's WOSA offers both 128 and 256 kilobits per second. The higher the bitrate, the better the sound, generally. There are other factors, but bitrate is important. Some classical streams run at just 64 kilobits per second. That's kind of like listening to a cheap transistor radio from the 1960s. External sound systems for computers are priced from well under $100, well up into multiple thousands of dollars. Nothing will fix a cheap-sounding set of speakers, but an equalizer can have a dramatic effect on even a mid-range system. Windows 11 has a built-in audio equalizer, but it is so severely limited that it's really not worth considering. Serious game players and those who appreciate high-fidelity music will want more. I've been looking for a good equalizer. In 2018, I thought I'd found one, and I wrote about it. Then it stopped working properly, and the company's support turned out to be worse than non-existent. Back then, the software cost $15. Today, it's up to $25, but I'm unwilling to give it another try. The free equalizer APO combined with the equally free piece interface would be the best choice except for one non-trivial problem. Every minor update to Windows 11 requires that Equalizer APO be reinstalled, and reinstalling Equalizer APO requires that the system be restarted. Equalizer APO works with input devices, such as microphones, in addition to all output devices. I wrote about the combination in September of 2022. You'll find a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week. Equalizer APO's settings are retained in Windows 10 and the developers probably will figure out how to make it work with Windows 11. Until then, there's FX Sound, which used to be a commercial application, but is now offered as freeware, with donations accepted. FX Sound's interface is easy to understand and work with, and it offers several specialized controls, in addition to its somewhat limited 9-band equalizer. There are no controls for sound below 116 hertz or above 13.8 kilohertz. That could be a problem for those who can hear higher or lower frequencies. The extra sliders I mentioned are all on the left side of the control. Clarity improves presence, might be called brightness. Ambience adds a bit of reverberation, and if you set that too high, spoken words will sound like a Top 40 radio station from the 1960s. There's surround sound that attempts to increase channel separation. Dynamic boost increases overall volume without introducing distortion. That's an important one for me because my external sound mixer's output is low. And finally, there's bass boost. As you'd expect, that increases the lower frequencies, presumably those below the equalizer's lowest band. Although some applications have built-in equalization, I think it's better to depend on a single equalizer function. That means setting any built-in equalizers to deliver flat response and giving full control to FX Sound. An equalizer can improve even notebook and tablet sound systems. If you want to improve your computer's sound quality, take a look at one of the equalizers I've listed on the TechBiter Worldwide website. There's FX Sound, which is free. Equalizer APO and the Peace Interface for Equalizer APO that are both free, Viper for Windows which is free but development seems to have been halted on that one several years ago, and the Breakaway Audio Enhancer which costs $30 after a free trial. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, Short circuits, although it isn't compatible with every smartphone, Photoshop Camera opens the door to some amazing fun and creativity for users of phones that can use it. It's an app that allows you to take photos with filters that can be added, modified, and removed after the fact. Photoshop Camera includes several lenses, and I think these might better be referred to as filters. They can modify lighting, style, and content. In addition, there are dozens of additional lenses that can be downloaded for free. The application is free, too, but it does require the user to have an Adobe account, either free or paid. Some of the lenses apply effects that apply only to specific subjects, a sky or a face, for example. And Adobe's Sensei Artificial Intelligence identifies the essential component and then modifies it. Each lens has two or more options. The effect can be added at the time you take the photo or later, and once added, it can be modified or even removed. When a Photoshop camera image is downloaded to the camera roll on an Apple device or to Google Photos from an Android device, the original unmodified image is included. A few of the lenses even create short videos instead of still images. To install Photoshop Camera, visit the Apple Apps Store or the Google Play Store. Many, but not all, recent Apple and Android phones are supported. If you'd like to see the full list of devices on which Photoshop Camera can be installed, check the Adobe website. There's a link on the World Worldwide website. As with Adobe's other free applications, Photoshop Camera is more useful if you have a paid plan and that includes the $10 per month photography applications, but it can still be a lot of fun, even if you don't. Also, as with other Adobe apps, Photoshop Camera may be active on just two devices. It can be installed on any number of devices, but if you attempt to activate it on a third device, you need to log out of your account on one of the other devices. Now, that's really not a problem because few people have more than one phone. On the TechBiter Worldwide website, I started with one of the video effects. It's a 10-second video that overlays an outer space view on my face. Not quite sure why I'd want to do that, but it's kind of fun. It can be used as an MP4 video, but on the website, I've converted it to an animated GIF. Any of the individual frames could also be used. Some of the lenses are simply intended to modify lighting. An example might be to create a lens flare from the back of the image and to brighten the image. Check that one out on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Other lenses superimpose text or other objects on the image. You'll see one with the word joy and a few highlights scattered around my face. Additionally, it substantially blurs the background and provides a little bit of facial retouching. Photoshop camera has many lenses that can be used with photos of buildings, scenic areas, food, and other objects. I started with an image that includes my thumb in the upper left-hand corner, the old thumb in front of the lens trick. I'd like to say I did that on purpose to illustrate how intelligent Sensei is. You probably wouldn't believe me if I said that, and indeed I would be lying. The thumb was there by accident. The sky was blah that day, so I had the app switch it out for a blue sky with some puffy clouds. Another option converts the lighting to early evening, right around sunset. The third modification creates an effect that suggests the image was taken in the late 1800s. The subject matter, of course, reveals that it's a much more modern image. And note that my thumb is missing from all of the processed images. Other lenses can apply artistic effects. There are several of these, and most of them have at least three variants. Users can also select any image from their phone's gallery and start editing it, and it's easy to download additional lenses at any time. The lens files are small, so they won't be a problem to download, even if you don't currently have a Wi-Fi connection. To start having your own fun with Photoshop camera, just visit the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download the app. The class in the class action suit filed against Facebook is enormous. So although the settlement is huge, $725 million, the amount any individual member of the class will receive is likely to be small. That's usually the way class action suits work. Each of eight named plaintiffs could receive up to $15,000, and the lawyers could get around $181 million, so that leaves about $543 million to be distributed to those who sign up. Currently, Facebook has nearly 270 million active users in the U.S. and Canada. If everybody signs up, each person will receive, let's do the math here, about $2.01. Some people won't sign up, of course, so those who do will receive a check for more than $2.01, but don't count on financing your retirement with that check from Meta. It's not just active users who can sign up, though. Anyone in the United States who has ever used Facebook in the past 16 years is part of the class. The suit stems from actions in 2018 by data mining firm Cambridge Analytica. The company published personality quizzes that collected data from as many as 87 million Facebook users. Several additional suits followed, and these were all consolidated into a single class action suit in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California in 2018. Meta denies doing anything wrong, of course, but agreed to settle the case last December. A federal judge approved the settlement in March and a hearing on the final approval is scheduled for December. Claims can be filed on the settlement website or by mail. You'll find a link to the settlement website on the TechBiter Worldwide website. The deadline to file a claim is the 25th of August and the deadline to opt out or object to the settlement is the 26th of July. Usually, the number of people who sign up for class action suit settlements is low, around 10% of those eligible. So maybe those who do sign up will receive a check for $20. bucks. do not spend it all in one place. Even before Facebook launched in 2004, Webshots was making it possible to put photos on phones. Check out 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website. See how it worked in 2003. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blynn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com. And if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.